0: All right. I've pressed record. It's happening. Episode six, it's March 25th, 2021. I just let my cat out and I shut the blinds. And so I'm unable to see her. And hopefully you can't hear her clawing at the window begging me to come back inside, but it's not too cold out. It's good for her. And if she's inside, this will make recording a podcast more difficult than it already is. So it's been an interesting week so far. It's Thursday, been sleeping poorly this week. Um, Something that happens to me like a few times a year, like four times a year, like quarterly, kind of when the seasons shift, I find myself just like really having a hard time sleeping, Um, hard time falling asleep. And then like a hard time, like when I wake up um, for various reasons, either my cat or for whatever else. I just find myself waking up and then unable to really fall back asleep. And I've been having just like wicked dreams. Um, I haven't used the word wicked in a long time, but I tend to use weird words when I record a podcast. Um, but just some like pretty bad, gruesome nightmares. And part of me wonders if it's like past life, like things coming through or whatever, cause they're like pretty specific and grim and like like Holocaust stuff and like war stuff and like parts where I'm like living the life of like a female and like things are happening and like just crazy stuff. Stuff that's not like, Oh, this is why I had this dream because of this movie I watched or because of like this book I'm reading or this thing I was thinking about. It's like totally random. Um And I've been also waking up with like lots of headaches, which is kind of alarming. Um, I'm someone that has had headaches for like my entire life and have gone down the gauntlet of doctors to try to see if there's some reason behind it and they always conclude that you just have headaches um, one of my many reasons of why I think doctors suck um, that's not fair I shouldn't say that doctors suck I think that they have uh, their best have you know I have friends that are doctors and they're great people. I'm sure that most doctors go into it to help people, but I think that there's like the system that they're taught in kind of makes them be a bit um, biased and naive to a lot of things that I wish that they were a bit more um, focused on. Plus like the whole like paperwork and all that stuff that they have to like actually do to be a doctor and not get sued. Um, Just kind of like they spend all their time like pushing paper around instead of actually like helping people. Anyways, didn't mean to go down that tangent, um, but yeah, I've been waking up with, like, headaches, which it's pretty rare that I'll wake up with a headache. It definitely happens, but to, like, have it happen, like, four days in a row is a bit alarming. I've always been somewhat freaked out about the idea of, like, like I've had friends who have, um, you know, like, oh, I started to have a headache, so I went to the doctor and checked it out because it's rare for me to have a headache and I have a brain tumor. And luckily they caught it early and then like, I'm like, fuck man, if I have that happened to me, like I have headaches all the time. Like there's no indicator that all like there's something wrong with me and I'm been just, I have a strong opinion or just like, I guess, resistance towards ever going to a doctor. Um, it's always, it's, it has always seemed like a massive waste of time and money to go see a doctor about anything because I ended up being charged like hundreds of dollars and they didn't even like do anything. Um, and I was no better off for going and oftentimes like worse off for going because they told me to take antibiotics or something like stupid that like killed my micro gut bacteria. Anyways, so I have a friend that's a vet. I might have to talk him into um, blast in my head with an x-ray to see if I got a tumor. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, I'm going to try to not put too much energy and effort onto that, that grim future. Wow. we got off topic. Um, so it's been about a month since recording. There's a lot of things that have been kind of preventing me from recording. I think a lot of it stems down to like, there's not a clear why of this podcast. And I don't want this podcast just to be about my own personal life. Um, especially since I wanted it to be as a pseudonymous figure mainly about crypto and technology and about, um, this vastly quickly changing world around us and how I think that if you just pay attention to what's happening, you'll be able to just kind of like ride the wave of technology and you'll be fine financially wise. I just got a missed call. That's somewhat distracting. Um, try to wrap this podcast up before my partner shows up. Um, and that's another thing um, that's been a bit odd is like I started recording this podcast around the same time as I started working on this secret project with my friend. And I went from being primarily alone all day and researching and really in the like on the bleeding edge of like what has been, like what's happening, like what's launching, what's being dis- discussed in all these markets and <clears throat> went pretty full into every single weekday pretty early in the morning until pretty late in the afternoon, working with my friend on this programming project. Um, and I'm still unclear whether or not I want to share like what that project is. And I'm leaning towards just not sharing as of yet because you can't ever undo things that you do. Um, but my world's been become like, my world has become pretty, um, narrow in, just focusing on this project and not necessarily paying attention to everything. Plus like what's been happening in the crypto markets is everything's gone crazy. So in like, everything's super expensive to do because everything runs on Ethereum. And if it's on layer one of Ethereum and gas is like over 150 guay, then you're going to spend over a hundred dollars for any transaction. Even if it's like a dollar transaction, you'll spend a hundred dollars just to like make that tra- transaction. So for me with everything being so crazily overpriced anyways, And with just the pure expense of like doing a transaction, I've been pretty hesitant to do anything. Cause like you do a transaction and then if you want to sell that transaction, you also have to approve the coin that you want to sell, which is like another like $20 if the, if the network's like busy. So I just felt fairly priced out. And so just kind of like have stopped paying as close attention to things that I can't just buy with us dollars. Um, And I am going to do a episode after this about like, a new person coming into crypto, what they should be looking at. Um, not financial advice, but just like what, what I would give, um, like what I would do if I was coming in from zero. Um, so don't come after me if you lose all your money because you took my advice cause this is not advice anyways. So I see the shadow of my cat at the window. I'm going to try to focus on not paying attention to her. Um, so I wrote down some little notes just to try to have a bit of a plan of what this podcast is going to be, um, since I just do not like just freestyling these things since I feel like an idiot. Um, and now I feel like more like an idiot cause I have stuff written down and I've gone way off topic and I'm trying to bring it back to what I was going to talk about. um. So yeah, just in general, it's been interesting to try to do a podcast about things that I'm not paying attention to, Um, but I have been paying attention to a few things and I think that I'll kind of save those for the next podcast where it's about um, like what I would be paying attention to Um, and this anyways, wow, just totally got off topic and kind of screwed myself. Ugh, I was really hoping for like a smooth podcast that I didn't have to like go into or like try to edit or feel like I should edit or like kind of bring back on track just because that's the part that is time consuming that I really don't have the time for because like to put it on your computer and then to do all the things and then like listen to it. And then to, you know, like I already need to balance the voice and do all those things to make it sound better. Um, but to like go in and like cut things out where I like had to like let my cat in or out or whatever, it just takes a whole lot of time. And here I am spewing along on a bunch of stuff that doesn't really matter. Um, and I might just leave it in the podcast and just upload it just to be done with it because that was what I was really trying to tell myself from the very beginning of this podcast It's like, don't take it too seriously. You just have to slam out like a hundred episodes. And by the end of that, you'll be a lot better at podcast, but I don't like to put out like superior or subpar stuff. I don't know. Like that's been like something that's kind of turned me off is like, I've kind of taken that approach, but then like been unsatisfied with the quality of like what I've talked about and didn't like the direction that the podcast was taking of just like talking about my personal life. Um, and so it's been, that's been like one of the things that has been kind of stopping me from recording a podcast <sighs> anyways. So we'll see. Um, so in the grand scheme of things, it's been great working with my friend every single day. I learned from him a lot. I feel like he's a lot smarter than me. He's older than me. Um, I can learn from him and I'm like challenged by him, which is great. It's, I spent a lot of my last career working with like the majority of the people who were a lot younger than me. And I was a bit of like the mentor in those situations, Um, which, you know, youth has, they have their own energy, but it's not, I don't know. I definitely always felt like separate from it all. And so it's nice to have someone that I can like be stretched by. Um, and, we've been working out a lot. We've been programming. We've been, it's been getting warmer outside so we can like go outside barefoot without freezing our toes off, which I was doing anyways, because I think bare feet in the earth is like an important thing, but it sure is nice when you're not standing in snow and you can like stand in summer. And, um, that's been really good getting some skin, some sun on my skin and able to like sit down and like lean my back against this like big tree that's outside, which is Feels really really good. I think that there's um, a lot of like really healthy frequencies and the the impact of like good light and good frequency from the earth. Particularly like a really big tree is like just really magical. And there's like a bunch of squirrels that are super interested in like what I'm doing, which is always pretty cute. And they've been getting pretty close. One of the squirrels in that tree is one that uh, we we rescued a few years back and rehabilitated and like let loose in that tree. Um, so I always think that one of them's Dale, little Dale. Um cool. So anyways, let's look at my list which is distracting. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, well I kind of already talked about a lot of those things and I don't really want to wait um to find where I'm at. So, yeah, this podcast is just kind of catching you up with where I am and what's been going on and the things that I've been paying attention to, man, like NFTs have definitely been having a moment. I was looking at NFTs about a year ago and this one artist actually that I really like has recently become like super famous through NFTs. His name is Beeple, B-E-E-P-L-E. And um, his work ethic, um, he's been doing like a daily, drawing like from like start to posting it um for like over a decade and it's been pretty incredible. He hasn't like missed a day in like over like five thousand days. So he did this like whole like five thousand day launch where um those NFTs like these these art pieces were turned into unique tokens like non-fungible token. It's what NFT stands for. And they're minted, um, on the Ethereum network. And then the right of ownership is like able to be verified and proven. And so it's like, it's, um, verifiably scarce assets. That's art. Um, and like he, it's been funny to like watch him because he's like a pretty funny guy, I think. Um, and just totally an authentic person. Um, and Super nerdy and super geeky, and I just I, I just really have admired him for a long time. And to watch his art obviously improve over like five thousand pieces has been also very inspiring. Just like a, a product of a or a perfect example of how if you are consistent with a thing, you get super good at a thing. And now he's been like re- rewarded for it in like the biggest way ever. Like his like last auction that happened at Christie's. Um, the 5,000 day, like collage, like a collage of all these like pieces that's just an in, in NFT. I'm pretty sure. I don't think that there was like a physical piece of art that went with it. It's just like the digital NFT auctioned for $69 million. It's an absurd amount of money. Um, and like before that, like he was like blown away, like when he like sold a piece for like $66,000, he's like, Oh my God, this is the craziest thing ever. And then. Then like later, like a few weeks later, he had like in like a weekend of sales, he had like 3.5 million of like these, these drops, he's like limited drops of NFTs. And then the, like the big auction one, like one for 69 million, which was pretty absurd. All right. Don't get distracted by the cat focus. Um, (laughs) so that's been kind of interesting to watch, um, it's just still been expensive to do anything. Cause like, if you want to place a bid on like one of these stuff, you have to like tie up your, your Ethereum, you have to pay gas fees. It's been difficult. Um, I did buy the Kings of Leon NFT, which you get like a digital um, vinyl or you get an actual vinyl with a digital download. And then you have the unique NFT. So they're the first like album, like a real, real major album to launch as NFT. I know that like RIC has done, some NFTs through music. Um, And it's definitely something I've been paying attention to because I have a lot of friends that are musicians that um, should be like a lot more famous than they are. And I always thought that like just the music industry in general is like pretty difficult for artists. And there's a lot of like a bazillion middleman like sucking up the majority of the, of the value and NFTs is a way that artists can like directly communicate with their, with their fans. Um, giving them the access to like directly buy and own like the the art that they create. And then the artist is able to reap the majority of the, of that sale. And then anytime that that NFT is resold um, the artist can capture royalties on that sale. So like all of Beeple's NFTs, um, there's all these secondary markets to where like someone buys it, then someone sells it and someone buys it and someone sells it. And every time it's bought and resold, people is able to capture a bit of that value, which is pretty cool. Um, so NFTs have definitely been having a moment. Um, I haven't really been investing in anything new. I've just been continuing to buy Bitcoin, Ethereum, but buying into Cosmos, Cosmos is a really interesting project. Um, more so than I really gave it credit for. And mainly the reason why I've been buying into Cosmos is I like the projects that are being built on Cosmos. Um, There's a lot of really good, like eco-friendly, just like, just really like wholesome projects, like projects that are really trying to like help the world and Ethereum. Like there's a lot of great things in Ethereum, but everything's a bit like degenerate for sure. And it's a bit like gambling and casino-y and like just like trendy Um, and not necessarily bringing like value outside of like, Um, the value increase of the asset and so like it's been it's been pretty pretty wild to watch all those things um there's been like a ton of money made on like launch platforms like polls for example polka starters like any project on polka starters has like gone fucking nuts like everything's at least 50x meaning a dollar in fifty dollars out And so if you hold like poll tokens, for example, you have to have like 3000 of them. So it's around like a $6,000 investment as of now, possibly more um, just to be able to have access to this platform. But in theory, it's like a great thing to do because if you you allocated that resource to having poll tokens, which you can then like later sell, that gives you access to these early sales for these projects. And so like super was one that uh, this influencer did it's like a it's a farming mechanism for nfts where you can like farm your, your gain yield off your nfts anyways it like pre-sale on polls was like you know like 12 cents or something stupid like that maybe even like less and now it's like trading for over like three dollars and it's crazy because there's like a billion tokens in there and so like the market cap is like over three billion dollars which seems kind of crazy um but everything right now is just like kind of over overpriced and that's why I haven't been buying anything because I haven't like committed to one of these ecosystems. Um Cause that, it, did like, it's it just takes up so much time because you allocate like six K to like have access to these things. And then you have to like pay attention. You have to get in exactly on the window when it's opened up for you to get in and then you have to pay attention and then like sell at the, uh, at the right time. But people that have done that have just made a stupid amount of money, like a five hundred dollar investment into Cinda um, Super would have been like fifty k, which is pretty absurd. Um, and so it's definitely worth paying attention to. And I just haven't been allocating resources towards that. Um, and it's just a tricky time because everything is already popped off so much that it's challenging to know like what is like just hype and will crash super hard. And like, what is a fundamental project that like still has room to grow um, before everything has a correction? Cause I do feel like there will be a correction. Just the question is like, what will the new floor be? And my best guess is that like the new floor for Bitcoin depends on like how high it goes, but like I could see the new floor being like 60K maybe. And I think like right now we're like in the mid fifties. So I don't think it's too late to buy Bitcoin. It's just obviously less attractive than it was a while ago. But I do think that like the long game for Bitcoin, when Bitcoin has like a hyper Bitcoinization, Bitcoinization when um, state actors start to allocate part of their national reserve into Bitcoin, then the price of Bitcoin is going to be like over a million dollars, possibly over $10 million. And so there's still like, you know, like anything under 500K is like a really good buy. Um, just, you have to have a long time horizon on these things um, because it could crash back down and um, you don't want to like be like leveraged in that, in that situation. Like don't like mortgage your house to like buy Bitcoin because you couldn't really fuck yourself. But it's also interesting because I feel like there like is, is the price of all these assets like stocks and everything like going up dramatically or is the value of the dollar falling dramatically. And we're really seeing the play out in the prices of all these other assets. Um, and like, you can like see this in happen in history, like in Germany before world war two, like, you know, all these things shot up in value. Um, and then all of a sudden like all the money in the world or in Germany, couldn't even buy a cup of coffee. Um, and the only thing that really held value was like, um, farms or, you know, food things that people needed. And that's how things were sold. It was like weeks of food. Um, so definitely some grim possibilities on the horizon and just the case for, um, these distributed systems just gets stronger and stronger. The more our world gets crazier and crazier. Um, so that's some of the things I'm paying attention to been researching a lot into region network, which is a really, really interesting project that I like a lot. Um, has yet to launch. Um, it's built on Cosmos or will be launched on Cosmos. And it's a, a way, it's like it's like a marketplace for um, people to buy and sell carbon credits essentially and verifiably like re- regenerate land. <clears throat> and so if someone has a farmland and they're able to like, you know, link up to region network, then they can have like soil samples happen and then it can just be monitored by satellites. And then the satellites are able to, determine with fairly good accuracy, like whether or not their land is being regenerated and then they're able to be rewarded in these region tokens, um, which has monetary value. And so it's like a verifiably public way to verify that someone is actually um, improving the land or capturing carbon or doing something to like make our world a better place. And that's led me down the rabbit hole pretty hard on just the concept of natural capital. Um, which is what I wish currencies were based on. And I think that that's kind of like what we're going to move towards. And it led me to this book, um, The Ministry of the Future, which is like a fictional take on um, on the near future global warming pandemic um, that like we're rapidly approaching. So it takes place in like the 2020s, in the 2030s, potentially a little bit like later than that. Um, but it's really good, really good story. Um, that follows like many different characters, um, through like their experience of being like a climate refugee, um, being uh eco terrorist, being, um, like operating like this like new ministry of the future. That's like, um, tasked with like, you know, like, basically like if like the paris climate agreement like decided to have like a committee that was like based and had like no um no like um like they're not affiliated with like, with like a country they're just like a global like research like a global task force essentially anyways it's a great book i definitely recommend it the audiobook i thought was fantastic there's a lot of like Like, everyone is um, from different countries, obviously, because it's, like, a global thing. But the narration is done really well with accents and stuff. So, I don't know. Definitely highly recommend checking out that book, The Ministry of the Future by Kim something. Um, I could look it up, I suppose, real fast and give you the actual name. I just finished it last night. Um, Kim Stanley Robinson. And apparently that author has a lot of other books that are definitely worth checking out. Um, or so I was told by a friend, so I'm going to go check those out. So that's what I've been up to. Um, been working on the project, been researching a region. I'm writing up a coin review for this research group that I'm a part of. Um, cause I think that that is one that we should take into consideration for one of our, um, one of our picks for coins that we like. And, Boom. I did it. I recorded a podcast it's been, it's been a while. So I suppose that's a good thing. And maybe I'll just keep the whole rambling, the rambling thing. So you don't have to go through and try to edit this. Cool. All right. So my friend's probably going to be here soon. I'm going to wrap this up and let my cat in. She's probably super pissed and yeah, I guess that's everything. Thanks for tuning in. And I hope you found some value from this podcast. Um, and I, I'm i I'm hopeful that I can figure out a good system of like what this podcast could be and how it can be um, more systematic, a bit more helpful and less like a waste of someone's time because I feel like, I don't know, I definitely don't listen to some podcasts that I used to listen to because they just like rambled on too much and like just talked about nothing Um, and I, that's not, that's not like why I was there, you know, I was there to gleam some insight on Bitcoin or whatever the topic was. And instead, like, they just kind of like wasted my time. So that's what I would prefer this podcast not to be. But that being said, I'm also trying to be gentle with myself and and like really beating the drum in my brain that like the pro like it doesn't matter it's just the process is like what matters and that you'll get to where you want to be sooner if you just do a lot of podcasts and don't worry too much about like what the like what the thing is about um because the value will happen like after you have like 100 podcasts under your belt then you'll be a lot more capable um and i think it'd be fun to bring people on the podcast and like talk to them and that's like that was like one of the reasons why I wanted to do a podcast. I was like starved for conversations. Like I was not feeling challenged enough in my own like conversations. Um, and you learn so much more through conversation. You go so much further through conversation. And I wasn't having enough stimulating conversations. And so I was feeling my brain like atrophied. Um, and I wasn't enjoying that. But I've been having a lot of a lot more high-level conversations with my friend and been like feeling feeling better about just like, I guess like the human connection and the camaraderie that I've been having in my life. So that's been, that's been good. Um, and anyways, that's a bit of a tangent, but thanks for tuning in and I will see you on the other side of, I don't even know what that means. Like you're not going to see me. I'm purposely trying to stay hidden. So you'll hear me at some point if you choose to listen to another episode. All right. Bye.